Hello, and welcome to the Zircona Growth Insights Podcast, bringing clarity to the complexities of consumer behavior. Episodes feature industry experts, partners, and guests across the 26 industries we track, representing nearly $4 trillion in global consumer spending. Our goal is to give you transformative insights and the most complete view of consumer and market opportunities. Welcome to this episode of Growth Insights Podcast. I'm Joan Driggs. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming back Joe Derachowski, Vice President and Industry Advisor for Home and Home Improvement. Um, so Joe, I know that you cover a lot of information on the home front for Circana, but I wanna narrow the scope down a little bit to small appliances. Um, and again, small appliances we know like play really important roles throughout the house. So we can also guess that with the holidays upon us, that small home appliance sales um, might see a little bit of a spike right about now. I want to start with kind of getting a lay of the land with where we are with small appliances. Um, have they been as plagued in sales as some of the more sophisticated tech hardware like laptops and television sets? Um, I'm also going to dig in and ask a little bit about the holidays, but just to get us started, Let's talk about even what we're talking about with small appliances. So, and then we can go into like where, what the sales are. All right. Sounds good. Well, first of all, Joan, thank you for having me back again. I always appreciate this. And I always get a chance to talk about home because as we all know, home is where the heart is. So that's always good to talk Aww. about that. So, um, so small appliances. And when I describe small appliances, think of four things, think of, your small kitchen electrics, like your coffee makers and blenders, things of that nature. Think of floor care, so robotic vacuums, stick vacuums, things like that. Uh, home comfort, fans, air purifiers, air conditioners. Um, and then think of uh, personal care. So think of things like massaging appliances or electric toothbrushes or curling irons, things of that nature. So, and, and you're correct, like right now, if we're looking at small appliances, they have been declining uh, both last year, this year, we're forecasting them to decline next year about four or 5% and then start to return to back half of 25. But that's kind of misleading because small appliances is still one of the only industries that is still above pre-pandemic levels. So it's just that we had such a, during the lockdown phase, we had such a huge boom of 29% that we just suddenly started to realize at some point we're dealing with a little bit of a pull forward right now. People are using them. Uh, this mm -hmm. is an important time, but what ends up happening is just that uh, we had a little pull forward that we're kind of working our way through, but we should be through that by 2025. And I would think that there's, you know, some kind of a cyclic, um, purchase thing, especially like if I'm thinking back to the onset of the pandemic, maybe some of those floor care or some of the kitchen, small kitchen appliances really surged, but did things like the hair care, like the curling irons and the dryers and things like that, did those also see a big bump in sales or was that a little more tempered? 
That was a little bit more tempered as well as delayed. There were certain categories like massaging appliances saw a huge spike during that period in lockdown as well as when we started to come out because of the need for comfort that we have. The the curling irons and a lot of the grooming related products as we started to venture beyond lockdown, getting back out to activities and travel and vacations, we started to see a, a growth back in those areas. But they didn't have as big of a spike is what we saw in kitchen electrics, in housewares, as well as what we saw in uh, floor care net space. And then again, um, going back to that replenishment or that replacement, do you feel that is there is there a similar cycle the way there is for like laptops, for example? Like I know the talking with Paul Gagnon, he's saying, you know, about four years, three or four years. So we're pretty much at that at that replenishment stage, how does that translate for small appliances? We start to see more of the replacement hitting in that five to eight year cycle. So we're going to start to see a little bit of that in 2025 uh, is when we'll start to see more of that play out and for the few years after that. Uh, But one of the things that's happened is Traditionally, that's what it is. I expect there to be a little bit of an increase because usage has increased dramatically. As we know, the number of meals that we are eating at home, so the number of times that you're using these appliances is up significantly compared to what it was pre-pandemic. So there is a bit of a replacement cycle that will be coming, and I think people are going to be looking to upgrade where they're at. But I think we're going to see more of that in uh, 2025 than we will see right now. However, there's always a need. There's always, you know, there's always, we got to eat. And we always know in tougher economic times, whenever we eat, we try to eat more at home, a little bit more at home, just because it's cheaper. And so because of that, there still is a great demand. Uh, and the home centricity, as we mentioned, like being one of the few industries still above pre-pandemic levels, we are still much more home centric because of the hybrid life. You know, we are eating more meals at home, we're working from home, so spending more time and more spaces. We've extended into different parts of our house to entertain. Uh, we've got 10 to 25 million first-time pet owners, so I mean, there's a huge opportunity there for cleaning the house. Uh, so there's just many different ways um, that are still happening with the consumer to meet their needs. There was so much more innovation, I feel, at the outset, or maybe it was that people were discovering it, you know, and I think of like Instant Pots, you know, like that that just totally took off because it solved for more meals. It's solved for more convenience, it, you know, for cooking and stuff. So, but I don't know, like, what's the latest and greatest that could be the next Instant Pot? Well, I think we're building our way towards that. During the pandemic, because of uh, all the challenges on the supply chain, that there actually was kind of a pullback a little bit on innovation. In fact, about 8% of products in 2022 were really new products. And usually that's a higher team percentage, that number that we have. Um, so I suspect that we're going to start to see more and more new products solving some of the needs that we have in the pre-pand, you know, now in this hybrid life where we're at. But there's always something. Anything to help us save time is always rewarded. We still see it. Even during, even when we were in lockdown, we saw hot air stylers growing because it saves time. You know, it both styles and dries at the same time. So we can never, ever underestimate how lazy we consumers can be. And if something can save a step 
whether it's in the step in getting ready in the morning, whether it's a step in making lunch or dinner, or whether it's a step in, in oral care, we see a combination of oral irrigators and combining with toothbrushes, anything that saves a step is rewarded. I suspect that innovation will continue to pick up both in 24 and 25. And we'll see some of these things play out here this holiday season. Um, there's been great, great innovation. And one of the big sticky behaviors is just in making specialty coffee. You know, a lot of your espresso makers and coffee makers, the ability and single serve, the ability to make iced coffee, the ability to make single serve or a pot, the ability to make cappuccinos and lattes that much more convenient and better tasting. Uh, there has been some of those uh, innovation that's also played out. Well, and that actually, to me, takes me into like the holiday and the gifting, because those are exceptional experiences if you're talking about coffee. And we know that even though people are a lot more mobile now, they might make a coffee at home and then they still might stop, um, you know, at a coffee shop for something. But when I think about the holidays, I'm like, oh, yeah, gourmet everything or, you know, to maybe splurge on that machine that does multiple things. Is that one of the things that you think is going to pop this holiday season? So here's the way I look at the holidays. So you always have your traditional ones. So you're right with coffee. It's an emotional thing, right? Like it's, it makes you feel good. It makes you positive. So there are what I call the traditional holiday things that see a bump. We'll see coffee and espresso makers always see a bump. We'll always see robotic vacuums, like something to make that job a little bit easier, see a bump. Uh, and then we'll, we'll always see a little bit of the massaging appliances that'll take a bump, especially that last week right before the holidays. But what also happens is I always like to look at what are the top 10 items that sold January through August? Because I love that time period because we went through, if you think about your primary dieting season, change in behaviors, you've got March and June, the two big months for dieting, as well as January for your resolutions. You've got some cold weather eating January through April. You've got some gifting seasons, Mother's Day and Father's Day. How does that play out as well as a little bit of wedding season that plays into there? You got some of the prime moving moments, whether it's back to college or apartments or new home sales or remodels in place. So by the end of August, and you did uh, both indoor and outdoor entertaining. So it's like we've hit all these different need states by the end of August. And so historically, eight of the top 10 selling items that happened through that period also play one of the top things that we have over the holiday. And that's because if you think part of the holiday, you've seen a a friend of yours or a neighbor or a family member have something and 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 speak highly of it. So you buy it. You kind of fulfill the wishes you had throughout the year. So if I look at those top 10 items, hot air stylers. Okay, wait, stick, hold on, hold on. Okay, hot air stylers, yeah. Stick vacuums. Uh-huh. Ice cream yogurt makers. Wow, okay. Oral irrigators. Is that like a water pick kind of thing? Yep. yep. Okay, uh-huh. Slow cookers. Okay. Electric toothbrushes, uh huh, water filtration devices. Oh, okay. So think of that. Rice cookers, uh huh. Men's electric shavers, okay. And curling iron. I believe this holiday, eight of those ten will be the top holiday items, and I also believe your coffee, robotic vacuums, and uh, massaging handheld massagers will all be in there. That's oh, your list. Very interesting, and aren't a lot of the hot air stylers. Don't they also curl? 
Uh, you've got some of those playing out, some of the curling errors that are happening at that space as well. Yes. Okay, so you might have a list of nine if someone's really buying up. Just kidding. If, if they want to do that. It depends yeah. on how they want to play. I think that that's really interesting that these are a lot of things that you see throughout the year that really ramp up. And you you made a point um, of one of the products doing very well, like maybe it was the massagers doing really well right before the holidays. Why do you say that? Like, why is it right before, like a last minute purchase? Yeah, so here, here's a way that I look at, and especially from the home, sometimes we forget about the timing plays into it. And I think this is, even though we're forecasting holidays to be down 4%, there's so many ways to beat that forecast. One, there's so many needs we have. So I, I kind of view the holidays as way more than just gift giving. We think about it, but there's so much more to happen. Right now, we are in fall cleanup. We just finished Halloween, right? So these first three weeks are always big for floor care. Then you start to prepare for Thanksgiving meals. So we always see both Thanksgiving meal as well as the week before Christmas, those Christmas meals. There's fundamental needs we have because you might be having guests coming over or you might even have guests staying over that creates a demand for the products. We always know that first and second Saturday of December are the two biggest entertaining for your friends and people like that. So we always see gifts there. And then obviously you have a New Year's Eve it being another opportunity. And all the self-gifting that happens after. So there's just so many opportunities, but typically kitchen electrics and, and home environment, their two big weeks are Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Hmm. Personal care, however, its biggest week is always the last week before Christmas. And in part, I believe it is people rounding out their gifts and either saying, you know what, I need to do something a little extra special for mom or girlfriend or mother-in-law, I got to somehow balance this out. And so you'll see massaging appliances, curling irons, hair dryers do very well at that period. You know, I wonder about those massaging appliances, because to me, that's one of those things that could be construed as a professional service that was brought home, you know, maybe yes. during the pandemic. <clears throat> um, and I know, you know, like that massage gun thing was a big yep. hit at our house. Um, it still is. So is that kind of what you're looking for? Or is it like, I, I seem to recall years ago being foot massagers being kind of a big deal, but we're not as mobile well, maybe. So that's not as important. No, all, all the massagers see a little bit of a bump at that time. But I think the one that's been most hot right now are the handhelds, as you talked about. So you'll still see some foot baths and those things do well, but it's really the handheld in part because of, we know that health and wellness, the definition is changing a little bit. There's a little bit of more mental and emotional wellness. So some of the stress that people have, there's a role. We know that people are continuing to exercise and play into that. And so how that feeds into sports and the activities that people might be doing. Uh, so there's just so many versatile parts, as well as some great innovation that's happened in it where it can guide you for specific ailments and stuff. So it's got part innovation, part uh, multiple functional needs and benefits that it can do, and part this desire for this emotional well-being in addition to the physical. Um, it just has a lot of needs that it covers, so I suspect it will continue to do well. Yeah. So you're anticipating a 4% decline in holiday sales, but again, you're stressing it is beatable. Like there are, if you think yeah. about the, again, I, I appreciate, Joe, that you're leaning into consumer behavior and, and consumer needs. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And, and again, that connection with all those different um, moments 
giftable moments from January to August, I think is absolutely fascinating. So if you had to sum things up and maybe, maybe you've already said it, but if you had to sum some of this up, is it that the consumer is so time constrained and that's where innovation should be focusing, but give me your sense of it. Like based on, again, your view of the consumer right now, where would you put your money for innovation? Well, I think there's huge rightness on the sticky behaviors is what I'm going to call it. This main sticky behavior is this hybrid life. It's still creating like the good thing of us consumers, especially as it relates to eating. There's a desire for there's a desire for habits. But yet there's a desire for the needs are different on days you go into the office versus days you don't. Your morning routine is different. Your mid-morning snack and mid-afternoon snack is different. Your lunch is different. And so because of that, and let's say, and I'll use this as an example, let's say you want to do a keto diet. How do you manage the protein intake through there? Or if you're somebody who's eating every, believes you eat every three hours or whatever the case may be, how do you manage that on days you go into the office versus days you don't, but knowing you want some sort of routine? So because of that, anytime you get new needs, anytime you get a new, you know, a new I wish I hate, I love, I miss new new pains and frustrations that the consumer has, there's money to be made. If you can solve that, there's money to be made. But it's also, so one of the sticky behaviors is the hybrid life. The second is we've extended entertaining to not just be, think of pre-pandemic, you might've had it in your kitchen and living room and you might've had it out on your patio. Well, now you got people doing the garages. You got much more stuff happening outside of watching movies. You, you got people using their front porches. So we've just extended all that entertaining moments, which then creates a whole new needs to be able to make food, serve food, all that to play out. You also have the ability of you've got uh, first time pet owners and all of them. I mean, 10 to 20 million, depending on the source of pet owners, the size of Australia is what, 22 million people. So like it's huge. And that's a whole new thing of how do they manage their travel? How do they manage it when they have guests? How do they manage the food? How do they manage their time? So the other big behavior for innovation is always and always has been time. And anything to help make your time more efficient or more effective always, always survives at that. And then the last thing is, like I said before, never, ever, if you think of the Mount Rushmore of, of and I'll use small appliances as an example, kitchen electrics, you would probably have things like the microwave oven. You'd have things like the stand mixer. You would have things maybe like the multi-cooker or, or, or the air fryer, right? What do all those have in common? Save you time. So if you've got something that is convenience-driven, saves a step here or there in whatever process, I always like to say, does it have an er versus the existing behavior? Is it better? faster, cheaper, safer, healthier, some sort of err over the existing behavior. If it does, you can make money. And I have to say that that's kind of a peculiar visual of appliances as Mount Rushmore. So <laughs> I'm going to have to shake that one off. Your idea of innovation really has a nice, strong focus on time. But if you were to make a recommendation for manufacturers right now, what would that be? I'm going to focus right now more on the marketing side as opposed to the product side. The product side, I still think, is about time and convenience. 
But the marketing side, if you think about it, how we digest content is different today than it was from the pre-pandemic time that we had. And we can see with beauty being one of the only areas that is up versus a year ago and how uh, social media and YouTube and TikTok and all the sources used to inspire a consumer to do it. We see the growth in portable beverage where all the brands that are growing we're all social media driven. We see salad spinners, the top number three uh, uh, housewares growing because of social media. So this ability to inspire consumers and win the mind share for those sticky behaviors, for those occasions, that's where we can really change the needle. We've been seeing this past year. And so right now, while we have this pull forward, if we can inspire usage or inspire a different way that's where really we can change. So I think some of the innovation is how do we inspire? Well, and I think part of it is for manufacturers, it's, I see you, I see what you're struggling with. We've got you. And that's what I'm hearing from you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're, you're looking for how can I solve those pains, wishes, and frustrations that you may have? How can I solve that? And more importantly, it could be from a product, but it could be just a different way to think or use my products that I hadn't even thought about before. That's you know, we saw cheese, we saw cheese boards take off this year. So anything's possible when you start looking for something. Because there's if you think about it, with all the meals we've had at home and all the behaviors, there is a little bit of a rut. There is a little bit of a craving for new and different. And part of it is just being inspired. And so I think the short-term solution to really create some growth right now, what's a new way to inspire the consumer? And, and not only inspire, but it's also change the way we shop. Because if you think about it, you inspire, you do some sort of research, you make a transaction, you got to pay for it, you got to have it delivered, you got to build a relationship. All of that process, there's been such great innovation that's happened over the three, four years. It's almost like, the path to purchase has a whole new set of ingredients to that dish. Well, we just need somebody to look at that differently, yep. but it starts with how do we inspire? I get that, but I also want to put in that you have to be very aware of how economically frustrated and challenged people are right now because we have reverted to some of our old cooking ways because we don't want to waste anything. We're going back to comfort. We're going back to ritual. Um, because it's easy. We know that people in our household will eat it and it's affordable. So what you're saying has to come with the, the understanding or the messaging that, look, you're not going to be sorry you made this purchase. Yeah, that, that's a very good insight. I agree with that. We don't want to waste money right now. That's a very important part. We want to make sure that whatever we spend our money on, we get the value out of it. I know that we are moving into... CES season, Consumer Electronics Show. And this is an, a show, an event that you attend every year. And we are going, I'm going to have you back to talk about it. But I'm just wondering if you can tease out a little bit of what you're thinking of when you think of CES and maybe some of the questions that you hope to find your answers to attending that event. Well, there, there's two, two big questions that I look for. One, it is a great way to see the advancement of smart. What is the advancement of smart, especially as it relates to floor care, home comfort, and personal care appliances? 
this is a show where you always see advancements, especially in these spaces. Some of the kitchen electrics, they, they might save that for the Inspired Home and Houseware show. So you see a little bit there. So that's point one. The second question is the major appliance companies. They are sitting on truly the innovation that will change our lives. My kids, my grandkids, like they can solve the dinner of what to eat. And, and solve it in a way they've gotten so close with the advancements that they've done with smart that there's more and more. So I want to see, have we taken the next step? Have we made it so that we can include the dry goods into our recipes? Have we made it so that we can make it so the appliances speak to the cookware and all the small appliances and coordinate them to get the dishes done at exactly the same time? You know, I kind of put this visual to them. Can they make Thanksgiving dinner all get done at the same time for perfection? <laughs> when they've done that, we've gotten there. But we're very close. We're knocking on the door. There's some amazing innovations that they have. And I just look to see where we're at now. Fantastic. Oh, you have, you are a treasure trove, Joe. And you have so many fun, like things that you look at. Um, So I love it. So even though, again, your outlook isn't all that rosy, you know, if, if we're down in sales, um, you still think that we're going to really rebound more in 2025. Um, That for Christmas, um, there's still an opportunity to kind of turn that around. If you think about the way People have been purchasing for big moments throughout the year and perhaps, you know, beat the forecast by providing more in innovation around hair stylers, stick vacuums, yogurt makers, which was kind of a surprise. Um, some of those irrigators, oral irrigators, um, slow cookers, electric toothbrushes, rice cookers, electric shavers, curling wands, and of course, water purifiers. Um and I, I love the idea of self-gifting. I might I might add that to my own list. Um, I think that I really like your ideas around innovation and especially tackling some of those sticky behaviors of the hybrid work life and cooking for more people in different places. In fact, I had a conversation with someone just today um, where we both had workers at our home, like squads of workers. And in each instance, and we're not near each other, they brought their own microwave to heat up lunch. And I thought, well, yep, that's, you know, they're sticking with what they love and they're making it happen. Um, extended entertaining areas, things like garages, front porches, and, you know, food and beverages are very much a part of that. And of course, we can't forget those first time pet owners of which there are millions, but that lowest common denominator, of course, is time. And if you can add that on the end to make it better, safer, faster, cheaper. That's where the winners are. Um, and of course, I'm going to have you back to talk about, you know, to see if the advancement of SMART is being teased out at CES, or even if um, someone out there is cracking the code on Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll report back on how well my kitchen delivered, but it's kind of, it's kind of old fashioned. So, Joe, with that, I want to thank you for your time, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Zirconic Growth Insights podcast so you don't miss an episode. And let us know what you'd like us to cover. We'll serve it up in a future episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to review Zirconic Growth Insights. Want to learn more? Visit us at zircona.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.